The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story? Alan, today our top story has to do with Mother Russia. I don't know what accent that was. Yeah, so apparently Mother Russia was interfering with The Last Jedi. Apparently, it was reported from a study from a college or a university that almost 50% of the hate Ryan Johnson received on Twitter regarding The Last Jedi came from Russian bots or whatever. Now, I'm not huge on the internet in regards to how things work but apparently that just means that half of the stuff half of the vitriol he got online or at least through twitter was made up by some russian conspiracy to i don't know hurt american society or make us seem you know not united i guess in our love for star wars (laughs) oh so that's why it wasn't a good movie right it was the russians (laughs) it's the russians it's the russians that's bizarre it's a weird thing. I don't truly understand the whole political, like, the rationale behind it, why the Russians would do it, and specifically that, and specifically Ryan Johnson. I mean, if you want to tank a movie, go to Rotten Tomatoes, or you know what I mean? Like, hack one of those things or something. Yeah. But anyway, Ryan Johnson took it as gospel, so he, as soon as that came out, he kind of tweeted it out and was like, you know, oh, this is interesting, but not like, hmm, this is interesting. Like, oh, see, uh, see I was right the whole time, guys. You guys don't hate me. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe the Russians don't hate you for real, but <clears throat> anyway. But now this came out yesterday, and as of this recording, breaking news. Hmm. Yeah, now it says that eh, maybe it wasn't that quite the way it came out in the press. You okay. Uh, I'm sorry, I was reading. Oh. <laughs> Possibility raised in a study by a researcher affiliated with the Center for the Digital Future at the University of Southern California was tantalized, and he called to mind the alleged North Korean hack of Sony Pictures over the comedy interview. Turns out Russian bots generated no notable activity around Last Jedi. The box office was certainly not affected by any online activity, and even the negative tweets were just as likely to come from real fans who happened to dislike the movie artistically as from alt-right figures looking to target its alleged politics. Hmm. Uh, and how do we know this? Because the author of the study says so. And he's, he goes on to be quoted, I really tried to be careful, very careful in how I framed this. There's no evidence Russians did anything usual or meaningful. Uh, Morton Bay, who authored the paper, told the Post, this is from the Washington Post in an interview. Yes, but that's weird because the whole headline when it came out was like, Russia's the re- you know, Russian hack is the reason last Jedi. Oh, here it is, actually. All right, here's, here's the headline. Russian trolls stoked... Star Wars Last Jedi fan outrage studies fine, hmm. right? So it doesn't make it sound like it's the Russians' fault. But then the guy that did the study was saying, no, not really. There's no real evidence that any of that impacted their box office. And there's no real evidence to say that whatever they did negates the real tweets that he was getting sure. about not liking the movie. Right. I mean, if you just go on YouTube, there's thousands of videos about why The Last Jedi is a bad movie. And there's probably hundreds about why it's a good movie, but I mean, it's there. You know, for all intents purposes, The Last Jedi, it made a lot of money. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a box office failure. I mean, it was number one. Oh, you know what? I think Jumanji knocked it out, though. Did it? it I could be wrong about that. 
But I, well, maybe Jumanji was number one for more weekends. But I mean, financially, I thought it made good money. It made good money, but yeah. I'm telling you that I think the repercussions of Last Jedi were seen in Solo. And I know they want to blame it on a bunch of other things. But Solo didn't even make $400 million, which when you compare it to the other Star Wars movies is pitiful. Ant-Man and Wasp made more money than Solo. (laughs) Yeah, well, Rogue One made over a billion dollars. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I didn't realize how bad, because you think $400 million, well, that's not bad. That's really bad compared to Star Wars movies. Yeah. And you're right, Ant-Man and Wasp, I think all the Marvel movies, except maybe the Hulk made more. Sure. Yeah, and I think, and you can feel it in Episode 9. Nobody, nobody's making videos about what's going to happen in Episode 9. Yeah. I mean, how many Force Awakens, I mean, post-Force Awakens videos were out there right after the movie came out? Sure. You know, what's episode eight going to be about? So, I, I don't know. I mean, we're not like, woo, can't wait for episode nine. You know, we're just like, maybe we need this year and a half. I mean, at least at this point, it's almost a year away. But maybe we need that year to really, I don't know, to cool down about Star Wars and figure figure it out. I, I've come to the conclusion that the Star Wars I love is the original trilogy. And everything else is just... But you, you enjoyed A Force Awakens, though, didn't you? I like, yeah, I like. I the did, Force. yeah. It was a nice, but the whole, the thing is this: if nine's great, eight is just this middle thing that really is kind of odd. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in the trilogy, you can't watch them as a trilogy. You're right. Yeah, you well. know, the, you're right. The Last Jedi almost seems like you could end the the series right there. Right. It didn't give you any any idea uh, like that that want to know what's going to happen next. Right. It just didn't have that. We got one more year. So. There you go, Russia. Yeah. Stay out of our Twitter feeds, Russia. <laughs> Always was, meddling. You didn't see it, but I was shaking my fist angrily at my computer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> our next story is another Star Wars story, Alan. Okay. This Kathleen Kennedy, who's been in charge of Lucasfilm since Disney purchased it, has been renewed for three years. Her contract has been renewed for three years through 2021. This brought a lot of sadness to a lot of people online. Basically, she's been getting blamed for all the bad Star Wars stuff that's been going on since Disney took over. Well, if if I had a look at, let's say, she took over in 2012 from Lucas. Mm-hmm. And if you had a look at what she's done, Force Awakens, we'll say that's hit, right? Rogue One. I mean, some actually said when, when, when Rogue One came out, actually put it in like their top five of all Star Wars movies. So that's a plus. Then you got The Last Jedi, like you said, and, and Solo. So if I'm looking at it, it is 50-50, you know. But maybe maybe the problem isn't Kathleen Kennedy. Maybe it's people who work for Kathleen Kennedy. That she hired? Yeah. Well, okay, you got a point. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's also, for it. I mean, as even though Rogue One did work out, Rogue One does have its problems in regards to story and plot. But it's also, remember, they fired the director on, on Rogue One. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was very quiet. Hmm. It was, I think I think he I, Gareth Edwards. I think he still got credit for it, but there were some reshoots and stuff going on toward the end there. And of course, they fired Lord and Miller from Solo. So the thing is this: the people that were getting all up in arms about, like, oh, she ruins horrible. What twenty twenty one basically does, it, it gets her through what she's already started. Hmm. You know what I mean? So right. twenty nineteen is the next Star Wars movie, and then by twenty twenty, I believe Favreau's. TV series is supposed to premiere and I believe the Game of Thrones guys are maybe supposed to have at least if not a whole movie done by 2021 maybe uh, a script or something because remember last week we reported they were slowing down 
yeah what they're doing and they might even be shifting the focus to tv like maybe that's where disney will make its money right they're not they, they didn't put any dates on ryan johnson's tri- he has a trilogy right i thought he was right. signed on yeah yeah there's no date there's no dates for that okay i remember we reported <laughs> like a month ago that he might not be getting his trilogy or they might have canceled it yeah. it's all rumors though that's the thing everything everything coming about star wars is a whole rumors at this point it's all because frankly i believe a lot of people are shocked kathleen kennedy got the renewal but like i said if you think about it logically it really just lets her finish up things she started sure you know, because it'd be kind of weird, especially episode nine. Like if you fired her and brought someone in like now, it, it, are they going to have much of an impact on episode nine or the TV, or the Favreau TV series? Sure. Probably right. not. Yeah. Also, we forgot to mention the toys haven't been selling either. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a problem with that. So Disney's took taken a hit, at least in the past, I'd say 12 months in regards to how much money Star Wars was bringing. I, you know, it's a thing where you're used to making this much money. It's making money, but when you're used to making this much money and that much, you know, and then it goes down, you know, that's a concern because they paid $4 billion for it. For yeah, the- I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to defend Ryan Johnson or Kathleen Kennedy, but I wonder, you know, why Star Wars has become a, a pol- polarizing movie. And I wonder if it's because, you know, when, you know, when we watched it growing up back in, back, back in the day, right, back in the 80s or so, you know, the whole idea of Star Wars, the space opera, lightsabers, I mean, now it's, I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, it, it wasn't new stuff, but the Star Wars thing was essentially something a little bit different. And maybe today, you know, right now we're, you know, we're, we're 2018, right? We've seen a million different iterations of space. Maybe that special thing just isn't there anymore because we're kind of used to that. You know, lightsaber was something new. It was innovative. There's nothing really new that we're seeing in these new Star Wars movies anymore. I don't see anything innovative anymore. And maybe that's why it's not as interesting. You know? I mean, it's possible. I mean, what Star Wars was and how it made you feel... There's you're never you're never going to see that movie for the first time again, no matter. Prequels. Well, I'm talking about for like new new viewers, too. You know, I mean, like, you know, when my family watched, you know, even A Force Awakens, I mean, we've, we've all said we've, we've kind of seen this before. I mean, it kind of mimicked A New Hope, but there was right. nothing really new in regards to like weapons. I mean, hey. You know, Phantom Menace. We saw the dual lightsaber. I mean, well, that was actually pretty cool. The movie right. stung, but at least you got something <laughs> new from it. But these these newer movies, like if Solo is probably the worst of them all, there is absolutely nothing nothing groundbreaking. There is nothing they can say. Oh wow, this is the kind of movie and series I, I want to follow from here on out because it's right. it's kind of mediocre at this point. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. It's kind of like people that don't like the Beatles nowadays because. The Beatles aren't revolutionary, and yeah, not, you know, because yeah. everybody's copied it, and you've heard, and and some people have improved on it more or less. So, yes, you know, but we still run into people like, yeah, I'm not really a Beatles fan. You're like, you're not a Beatles fan. Yeah, you crazy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you're right. I mean, as we get further away from it, it, it's harder to do it. And I understand that. You and I have done hours on why the Last Jedi isn't good and why we love the other movies. Fact matters. We don't get online and, and go crazy about it and threaten people or make people feel awful <laughs> about what they made. And that's the part of this I don't understand. And the thing is, I told you before we started recording, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos recently about the Last Jedi. You know, just kind of breaking it down and stuff like that. And a lot of them are done by people ten years or maybe even more younger than us, and they're not the Star Wars generation. Right. So I was thinking about that today. I'm like, like you know, Star Wars was home video for them. Um, yeah. 
you know, so it's weird that they're they're so vitriolic about it. But you know, it is what it is. People people love their stuff and they want it to be good. I mean, I get that, but yeah. Anyway, so Kathleen Kennedy's there for three more years, and you know, the hate will continue. Oh, they're even hating on the new Resistance. This is like a side side to those. It's like a side quick hit. Star Wars Resistance, the new cartoon, is premiering on Disney Channel 10 p.m. Sunday night. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to watch it, but like, I didn't realize there was hate online for this thing. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> People, yeah, they're thinking it's, it's drawn right. They think it's going to be a dumb story. Uh, all this stuff. So, oh, God. I, I was complaining. I, I mean, I missed the boat on Rebels. I didn't watch Rebels because I thought it was like a kid's cartoon and yeah. I wound up loving it. Right. So, I'm, I'm trying to get out. I'm going to watch it and give it a chance. And hopefully, I, I want to like it. I, I hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's going to be good. I want to be able to talk about it on the show and be like, oh, this cartoon's awesome. Yeah. I don't know what time it is. Oh, yeah, baby. It's time How's to. That for enthusiasm? Well, I, I, I was waiting for you to tell me the actual time on the West Coast. <laughs> it's time to. Hit it. Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Did you forget how we do this? Yeah. Every week you do. <laughs> it's been a year. Right. <laughs> it's time for a quick hit. We're going to hit them. We're going to hit them quick. Hit, wow. hit, hit. Hey, you're dancing. Quick hits. Huh? Okay. Okay. Alan. <laughs> the Venom movie has an official Rotten Tomatoes score. Why don't you tell the audience all about it? Oh, come on. Uh, let's see. Hey, uh, it it came out. Um, I I I want to say I. I'm kind of shocked, but wasn't shocked at the same time because this is this is a Tom Hardy movie, and I'm a big fan of his, and he he seems to pick good movies i can't believe how low this was rotten tomatoes gave this movie 29 percent. 29 percent. that's no it's not excellent (laughs) i mean that's kind of shocking right well you said it sort of but sort of not you're right sort of but sort of not i mean that's true i i mean i i expected better than that Especially this day and age, uh, Tom Hardy again. He's he's a great actor. I think he picks good scenes, uh, good movies, and stuff. Do you think it's because they may have deviated too far from the comic book, or maybe it's just a bad movie? I, I don't know what it could be. I I just I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's weird they don't have the what you call it the uh, spider on his chest. Yeah. I don't know how you're gonna do a Spider-Man villain movie without Spider-Man. Right. We'll see. I mean, Marvel's got to be loving this. Like, all right, we'll get Spider-Man back soon. <laughs> yeah, keep, yeah, keep it up. Keep it keep up. <laughs> well, Ven- Venom is coming out this coming weekend. And uh, hang tight. There are two post credit scenes. So if you want to sit through those, uh, hang out. I'm always wondering. Every time I watch a movie, I'm always texting you. John, do I have to sit for this thing? And you'll yeah. say, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Uh, which one did you get mad at me about? Oh, Ant-Man oh, Wasp. Okay. Yeah. Which That's true. I did that? ask. Oh, okay. I did ask if there was an end, end credit. You're like, yeah, and I should have. I should have asked. Was it worth waiting for? Yes, you should have. Been yeah, I should ask a better question. Okay. Um, so yeah, and stay tuned because uh, Nerd and me will be doing Venom discussion apparently this weekend. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> though I tried to get out of it. <laughs> okay. Can I give you another side? Oh, it's, it's it's the evening of side no quickets. Hey. So side no quickets. Hey. I was um I was able to get free tickets to a screening of First Man. Oh. Which is the Neil Armstrong movie starring Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Um, directed by Damien Chazelle, who did um, La La Land and Whiplash. 
and I saw it with a bunch of critics, and, and they introduced themselves for some reason. <laughs> okay. Just, we were just sitting here talking. Did you introduce yourself from the Nerdy podcast? Ah, oh, no, because I wasn't there as a critic. These were they had they had like reserved seats and everything. It was like what mm. do they know? So they stood up, and then there were some Rotten Tomato critics there. Oh, like, really? Okay. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I didn't ask them what they thought. It was funny because there was people working for it's Universal Studios, I believe. And there were people that work for Universal Studios. They're, they're at the door. They made sure, you know, we didn't have any recording devices, all that stuff. And they were out the, outside the door. And uh, I walked by. I'm walking out. And the, and the lady goes, so, what did you think of the movie? I'm like, it was good. I'm walking. <laughs> they're like, oh, how do I file that? <laughs> how do I rate that? Oh, that's it's cool. interesting. Yeah, it was, a, it was kind of a good movie. Uh, they don't make, you know, Armstrong to be this very, and maybe he wasn't, charismatic kind of guy or... He just kind of had one mood the whole movie. Like a lot of things happen to him in this movie. Okay. He seems to have like one mood. And I don't know if that's, that's Ryan Gosling's choice or how he, like the type of man. When is the actual re- release of this? I believe it's October 12th. Do you, is it a recommend? Do you recommend it? I would say, I think it's a good movie in regards to story, acting, some very uh, suspenseful pieces to it. Okay. But if you're expecting Apollo 13, you're not going to get that. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. It's more of a character piece. Okay. It's more about Neil Armstrong than about him landing on the moon. Okay. okay. Anyway, sorry about that. No problem. All right. <laughs> Quick it. Alan. Mm. Zack Snyder had various <laughs> plans for Batman. <laughs> that was my nefarious laugh. It was wonderful. I was scared. I was shaking for a minute for a second there. All right. All right. So uh, Zack Snyder revealed, Alan, that were he to have continued his version of the DCEU, he would have killed uh, Batman. What? And, like the league number two, I believe. Yeah. This is my thing. Okay. Can Zack Snyder just let go? He's not a part of this anymore. <laughs> but he's constantly posting and tweeting, not tweeting, whatever, Vimo or whatever he uses. Yeah. About, well, this is what I had planned. This, and, he, and he posts pictures and where people are like, hey, Zack this looks like an Easter egg. Did you mean for this to be an Easter egg? And were you going to use this? And he'll go, sure. That's exactly what I was going to do. Well, <laughs> I don't know how much of that is true. It, was it ever come- confirmed why he wasn't attached to, to a justice league? Was he, did he quit or he was fired? The official was, he took a leave of absence. The official line is he took a leave of absence. Um, because unfortunately his daughter, um, I believe committed suicide. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he took a leave of absence, but the, it was kind of like a leave of absence with, mm, it's okay if you don't return. Hmm. Like that, you know? Wow. Okay. Well, that's crazy. So, yeah, would we have been able to handle a dead Batman? Not unless he's pulling one of those, you know, like these guys do their trilogies, you know, Justice League 3, The Return of Bruce Wayne. That's true. I mean, he did kill Superman in Superman's first movie. Yeah. No, so. he killed Superman in Superman's second movie. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe if he did the, you know, I'm going to break your spine kind of thing, then I guess that kind of makes sense. And it would have had to be super heroic for Batman to die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? We're not going to get it. But and, uh, also another side quick hit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Matt Reeves handed in his script for his Batman movie, and it's supposedly Warner Brother loves it. Oh, my God. Because why would they say they hate it? <laughs> right. So here's hoping they're, they're being honest with us. Okay, sounds good. Wicked, wicked. Guess some Mission Impossible news. Yes. The action-packed breakout movie, Mission Impossible Fallout, that came out in July, 
will be in your hands November 20th this year on digital or December 4th on Blu-ray. And I am totally excited to get that. And I don't typically buy these kind of things, but this one, these are must-buys for me. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, it's pretty so good. So do you own them all on Blu-ray? No, on digital. Oh, digital. Yeah, you don't buy Blu-rays anymore, dude. Yeah, you know, I never did for a long time, but then for some reason I was like, I want the Marvel movies on Blu-ray. Oh, just really? In case, well, just in case, you know, Skynet takes over and doesn't give me access to my digital downloads. Yikes. Then I think you'd have more problems than Blu-rays. Yeah. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> um, but I have them all except I'm missing Thor. The first one? Thor 1, Thor 2, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I do a thing where I buy them from Fye used because they do a buy two get one for a dollar. Oh, gotcha. And I've been I've been I've been lucky now. I've been able to pretty much pay maybe ten bucks a piece. Oh, right. After on. all after all the deals and all that. And they usually come with a digital download too, don't they? Yeah. Well, you know what? They're used. So some of them have them. So like people sold them back and didn't use them. Oh, gotcha. I think oh, it, that's a scam. Buy the film, get the code, return the film. Oh. Or, yeah. Well, maybe. Oh. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Well, you sell it to FYE, so you're getting less than you paid for it. Oh, I see. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, so, uh, oh, good, Mission Impossible. And also along the lines of Mission Impossible, Christopher McQuarrie says he's talked with whichever studio handles Mission Impossible um, about possible spinoff, po- spinoff possibilities. Um, and he, Christopher McQuarrie says if there were to be spinoffs, he would most likely think it would focus around the Rebecca Ferguson character. Oh, wow. I'm done with that. Faust, Faust? In the movie? Yeah. Is Le Faust or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's Ooh. good. She's she great. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You think she could carry her own mission movie, though? I don't know. Without I mean, Tom Cruise? She, I thought she did well because she had a great chemistry with uh, Tom Cruise as a standalone thing. I don't know. She doesn't... Well, I mean, the stories weren't really written to, to showcase that, but I can, I can maybe see her doing something like that. All right. Well, you know, if it's a good trailer, I'll, you know, they'll sucker me into it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right. Okay. Quick it. Next week, the CW premieres of The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow starts next week. And, of course, when they do their crossover in November or December, it will premiere Batwoman. And rumors are they're going to uh, – currently, Supergirl takes place on a different Earth and a different – uh, alternate dimension. Hmm. So the rumor is, there something, whatever happens after the crossover, they're gonna like all be on the same Earth at the, after that. Oh, okay. So we'll see if they work that. So they're all gonna be in one unified universe. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Rumor, of course. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you want you want to talk about Indiana Jones Five? Oh boy, Indiana Jones delayed yet again. The original release was July 2020, is now being pushed back yet again another year, July 9th, 2021. They have, I think his name is Jonathan Kasdan, the one that wrote Solo. He's on board. It's interesting. I read this article about, you know, do they? Is there like a room of writers working on this thing? And they kind of said, not really. But they have some guys pitching ideas. So uh, the, the ball is slowly rolling, but, you know, it's a it's going to be a slow roll. Uh, the only other thing I, I did get from this article was that uh, unlike um, Crystal Skull, where even though they're in different places in the world, essentially everything was filmed in Hollywood. 
This time they want to get the idea of getting that real feeling of, you know, they're going to film in Cairo, for example, or film in India. You know, they really want to have that globe-trotting feel that they really didn't get from the Crystal Skull. So can Harrison, Harrison Ford pull it off? I don't know. <laughs> He's going to be, ooh, mid to late 70s by then? Oh, yeah. 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 So we'll see. I guess it depends on how they're going to do it. Because you mentioned a good idea of having Indy there and talking about maybe his past. And then boom, Chris and Pratt. And then boom, yeah, <laughs> boom, Chris Pratt. <laughs> that would work too. But yeah, other than that, July 2020. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Okay. Quick it. Quick it. The world's biggest toy store. What? Toys R Us. Yes. The greatest selection. Oh. Toys R Us. All right. Uh, maybe back. They, the owners or stakeholders in Toys R Us, as you remember, Alan, a few months ago, we re- reported uh, profusely about uh, their bankruptcy and eventual closure. Mm-hmm. All stores have been closed. Uh, I think they're still open in Canada. Yes. Um, in the U.S. All stores have been closed in the U.S. for a few months now. But the shareholders or stakeholders have re- or, or have filed papers to cancel their bankruptcy paperwork. Uh, they feel like they can restructure and come back with the brand name because what was going to come next was liquidation of all physical assets. And uh, I, I guess they said the brand. So I guess that meant like they could have sold the name Toys R Us. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but they're they're putting a stop to that, to putting a stop to their bankruptcy filings uh, because they feel like they have a good plan to come back. Yeah. OK. So this time next year, we could be talking about going to Toys R Us for Christmas. That'd be beautiful. Huzzah. Huzzah. All right. So hopefully you make it back towards the rest. Yeah. You know, because right now, sorry, Uh, (laughs) we're like, it's interesting when I'm going out shopping for toys and stuff. I mean, honestly, the biggest pop culture place I can find is Barnes and Noble, which is weird. You know, that other than that, not much anything else. Uh, Maybe, um. Hot Topic, but they don't really have toy toys. No, they're all about Funko. Yeah, Funko, but uh, yeah, Barnes & Noble, dude. That's crazy. Okay. All right. Quick it. Ooh, Alan. (laughs) Ooh. One of the the best money-making movies of this year, or reader movies of this year, is being re-released December 21st as a PG-13 movie. What? Runtime, 15 minutes. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. No, right. <laughs> it's Deadpool 2. <laughs> so they're recutting Deadpool 2 as for as a PG-13 movie. And it seems like Fred Savage is going to have a little part in it uh, where he's lying in bed a la The Princess Bride. And Deadpool is reading the story of Deadpool 2 to him and, and leaving out the gory parts. Oh, boy. Uh, you going to pay money to see it again? Negative. No. I'm passing. I'm passing. How about you? I will, if I had movie pass, I would. <laughs> but I won't have it by then. Because, yes, I'm not renewing you, movie pass, and I hope you listen. But they're just recutting the movie. I mean, they are essentially taking things now. They're not necessarily adding anything in. Except for maybe the Fred Savage scenes. Mm. I don't know if there'll be more than one scene. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, you, go to, you, you watch a Deadpool movie because of the stuff that they're going to take out, I think the, the rated R stuff. Yeah. Cause it, it was edgy. It, it, it was different than the regular X-Men movies. You know, I, I mean, I'm not going to say it's bad, but you know, ever, ever try watching like history, the history of the world part one and regular television. Awful. Yeah. 
basically. Why even bother? Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I get what you're saying. So, but I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Okay. I don't think, I, I don't know. I can't imagine it's just an edit. Because that would take some balls to just throw up an edited version of your movie and expect people to pay for it again. Right, you know? right. You know, if they did it in a whimsical way, like instead of dropping F-bombs or like, you know, holy schmorky doodles. Yeah. You know, just something. Or, or maybe they make it so obvious you got to laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's not even Ryan Reynolds' voice. And it's like, what the fart are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. Okay. See, now, now I'm interested. See, yeah, I, would, they, I would want to watch it now. And, and you got to trust that this is the type of sense of humor they have, and they might do something along those lines. Yeah, okay. So I'll say. All right, there you go. Change my mind. Hey, man. <laughs> Deadpool. I, I respect Deadpool trying to make a little extra cash for the holidays. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Cricket. Cricket. More move. Did we talk X-Men already or no? Phoenix? Yeah, uh, not specifically. Darn it, and I just deleted the dates. All right, well, X-Men Dark Phoenix has been moved from February 14th, 2019 to June 7th, 2019. Uh, just to finish up some VFX visual effects work. Okay. Why can't I say that? Don't know. Uh, but also, I was reading up about that. They had moved, remember, it was supposed to come out, I think, this is November. Mm-hmm. And they moved it to Valentine's Day of 2019 because there was extensive reshoots in Act 3. Hmm. Now, Alan. Oh, if you happen to listen to The Weekend Geek, okay. which I hope you do because you're a part of the show, huh. you would realize that we've said many times over many different movies that they had to reshoot the third act. <laughs> Why can't they get the third act correct the first time around? Hmm. <laughs> what, is, what is bothering people with the third act? <laughs> okay. Boy, these first two acts are awesome. That third act is crap. Reshoot. <laughs> right. I just going on Hollywood every day. Do you think that maybe, too, with the acquisition, you know, Disney taking over Fox, maybe they're trying to make it an easier segue? No. Why to, would, no? This is, this is still Fox's money. Disney ain't getting no part of this. Oh, uh, so they don't care. No, because it's not official yet. And um, right. between this and New Mutants, I don't think Disney gives a crap. I think they're in rooms figuring out how they're going to bring the mutants to the MCU. and. Hmm. You know, how are we going to tell the current cast that you're all fired? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Look, we always say if they're moving it to make it better, then it's okay. Right. But this is getting a little ridiculous. It is. And and the thing is, we just talked about the trailer last week. Oh, that was weird. They dropped the trailer and literally the day and after, they, yeah. they uh, pushed the date back. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something strange in Denmark. Yeah. Something's rotten in Denmark. Okay. All right. Uh, Did you get the Gambit date, too? I don't have the Gambit date. Okay. Gambit was pushed back again to March 13, 2020. Look at that. Oh, nice. Yeah, I guess so. Gambit. Like, come on. I know. Boy, that that ship has sailed. (laughs) All right. Uh Um, I have some. What? Sorry. Doctor Who premieres this weekend. Watch it. All right. Enjoy that one. Unless that's quick hits. Oh, almost. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> uh, with the delay of Indiana Jones, Spielberg is going to start doing West Side Story, which we mentioned before. And he got that guy Ansel Elgort, who mm-hmm. starred in Baby Driver. And I got a theory. What Uh-oh. if this guy is Indiana Jones? I would go along. First of all, did you see Baby Driver? Yeah, that's a great film. I love that movie. And yeah. I thought he was great in it. I thought he was awesome in Baby Driver. Yeah. So I think he'd make a great indie. 
So that'd be awesome too. I mean, okay. We know Spielberg likes working with people more than once. Hey, hey, you nerded me, Twig. You heard it here first. Boom. Unless you're somewhere else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, if you're into uh, Optimus Prime, Peter Cullen, uh, he will be in Las Vegas at the Westgate Resort, March 2, 2019. So head on over and say hi. Las right, Vegas Toy Con. Okay, cool. And New York City Comic Con starts tomorrow here on the East Coast in New York oh. City. And Alan and I will bring you all the news that's fit to talk about in next week's The Week in Geek. You're not, you're not going? I am not going. I have a job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and can I say it now? Yes, sir. Thus ends Quick Hits, and thus ends another episode of The Week in Geek. This is Alan signing off. And this is Jonathan saying, you stay classy, Fawcett City. I think I used that one already. Damn it.